The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Yeah, hold that please, level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. The Women's World Cup Show. It's a really, really good finish. I love goals like that. On TalkSport 2. Happy Thursday, you lovely lot. Less than 24 hours to go until the quarterfinals kick off and the Lionesses are getting ready to face Colombia. Don't forget, that match is live on TalkSport 2 and 11.30am kickoff on Saturday. The draw opening up for the Lionesses. We don't expect any game to be easy. It's just more like sticking to our process and just kind of remaining calm and controlled in those moments. Lauren James is sent off. England are down to 10 players with four minutes to go. This is just a split second and um, she will absolutely learn from this. Chloe Kelly from the spot to send England into the quarterfinals! She does! And then in the penalties, uh, yeah, we showed uh, that uh, we are ruthless. Whoever's next will prepare like we do. Just a couple of days to recover and go again. Colombia are into the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup for the first time in their history. They're going to be interesting. They're going to be a, a difficult opponent. They've obviously got some real key players that will try and stop. Yeah, if you want to be winners, then you've got to be open to taking whoever's in front of you. The Lionesses may not have given their best performance against Nigeria, but they have got the job done. As the squad count down to Saturday's quarterfinal, TalkSport's Courtney Sweetman-Kirk checked in with midfielder Georgia Stanway to see how they're preparing for their next challenge. Georgia Stanway, thank you for joining us on TalkSport. First of all, how are you? How have you recovered from the game? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, feeling a lot better after last night's sleep. Um, yeah, after the game, didn't get much sleep at all, just... Too many emotions, too much adrenaline, um, but yeah, feeling a lot good, a lot better today. And I'll be honest, I feel like I played. That's what I took out of it, rather than the physical, the the emotional state. Just how do you deal with that? One as a team, but you personally, what are your own mechanisms for trying to calm down after a game like that? Um, I think it's just finding your people. Um, so I was fortunate to get the families back in the hotel um, after the game and just spend some time with them, just chilling, just yeah, eating good, which is yeah so important. And just trying to get that time away from football. Um, and then when my family leaves, I always go back to my room. And to be fair, the time difference works really well. Um, I've got a mentor back in England and, and an agent as well. So I was always just go through the games, like share my emotions. Um, yeah, because obviously a lot happened the other day. It did, and, and now you've had time to step away from it and maybe look at it without a little bit of emotion. What are your over, overriding thoughts about the game? Um, I think given the tournament, given everything that's happened so far, given the situation and the teams that are coming up res with results and the teams that have gone home, I think we can be super proud. We can just be impressed with 
the last four results, the fact that we've stayed consistent, we're getting the wins, we're coming up against circumstances that we've never had to face before, but we're still finding a way to, to survive. Um, and yeah, I think that's what we did the other day is find a way to not concede. And then when it comes to penalty shootout, being controlled and yeah, making sure that we get that. And do you think that's a positive for you guys in terms of, look, you probably didn't want it to go to penalties, but the fact it's gone to penalties, you've won the shootout. Do you think that will serve you well later in the tournament if you have to do it again? Yeah, for sure. And I think once we did deal with that circumstance, so once we did go down to 10, I think it was then we did want it to go to penalties because mm. that's when we knew that we were controlled and we had everything under control and that it was in our... Yeah, in our favour, basically. Um, and, yeah, it was up to us to, to be decisive in their moments. But I think to see out the game for 40, 50 minutes with 10 players is unbelievably hard. And I think, yeah, we did it. So I think we can just be proud for that. And I was wondering how much psychological work you do around penalties. Because I thought, looking at both the squads, you England girls by far looked far more confident. Your body language, everything just seemed to, to for me to think, right, we're going to win this shootout. Yeah, we do so much. We do so much and... I think, obviously for me, I unfortunately missed my penalty, um, the first one, but the fact that I got my process right, I got everything right, everything that I've practised was right, it was just obviously the execution that I got wrong, but that's why we've got a team and that's why everybody practises. And yeah, I spoke with Serena and she said the amount of times that you've got the girls out of trouble, look at the first game, it was 1-0 and it was a penalty scored. Um, and I think, yeah, that's why we are a team and that's why you have got four, five, six, seven penalty takers ready to step up in them moments because, yeah, they're there. Yeah, and I've got to ask you about Lauren. We've, we've seen the statement. Obviously, it's a big moment in her career, in her life at the moment. So just how is she more than anything? Yeah, she's good. Um, she's obviously disappointed with herself and the situation and the fact that the emotions did get on top of her. Um, but you know Lauren and you know how out of character it is for her. Um, she'll just want to get back on the grass. She'll just want to play the next, well, the game whenever it comes and she'll just want to prove to everybody who she is, what she's here to do and the fact that, yeah, she's so proud to play for both club and country. And you're a tight-knit group and, and you as a senior player and others, is, is that just a moment where you just get around her really quickly and, you know, try and put it into perspective for her a little bit? Yeah, definitely. You've just got to give her them moments where she can just get over it herself um, yeah have a cry have a punch at the wall whatever's needed um, and then after that we can obviously regroup and we had something to celebrate after the game and she was yeah she was very proud of us for for getting through them moments and obviously getting through till the end and yeah we're, we're still here so we're very grateful for that and we know your quarter-final opponents now in in Colombia now looking back before the tournament they had that game abandoned against Ireland I wonder one going into that game is that something that plays on your mind? Is it something you do in the analysis? Or is it just the fact you've got to play it and the referee's going to have to deal with it? Yeah, to be honest, you just reminded me of that. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even sure the opponents for that game. Um, but, yeah, I think if they are like that, then we've just not got to get in the fight. Um, we've got to play the possession game, play the game that we play, stick to our DNA, the game plan, whatever's in front of us. Um, we've just got to stick with that and then... Hopefully the football can do the talking. And does maybe, I know, you know, the situation with Lauren, does that serve almost as a little bit of a warning, the fact that you, we've shown like when we lose our heads, it's not great. So actually, does that almost put everyone on guard again, just to make sure that, you know, mentality-wise, you kept on a level? Um, yeah, good question. I think it's just more like sticking to our process and, yeah, just kind of remaining calm and controlled in those moments. And, yeah, using the teammates that are around Yeah, This is the first time that probably this much excitement and this much emotion and this much passion and everything that's been in one game for Lauren and obviously 
unfortunately didn't end in the best way. Um, but yeah, we've just got to stay controlled, stay together, stick together as a team. We're a team of 23 players and we've got 23 for a reason. And yeah, we can just showcase how together we are, how resilient we are, how adaptable we are. And yeah, just stay together. In terms of Colombia, another opponent, probably very different again, South American in style. So what are you expecting from them? Um, well, you watched the game last night. Um, yeah. Was, they're going to be interesting, they're going to be a, a difficult opponent. They've obviously got some real key players that will try and stop um, yeah, stopping their game. But I think it's, yeah, it's, it's open for us and it's an opportunity that we can hopefully take. Um, and it's like everyone, you've got to beat the best to be the best, as they say. And yeah, we've just got to put our front foot forward and make sure that we're doing everything right to put ourselves in the best possible position. And yeah, if you want to be winners, then you've got to be open to taking whoever's in front of you. And obviously you're talking about players... Caicedo is probably one of those, isn't she? And what do you think of the tournament that she's had so far? Yeah, she's been unbelievable. And for 18 years old, then, yeah, it's it's crazy. The goal against Germany was unbelievable. So, yeah, make sure that she stays on her <laughs> left foot. <laughs> England are looking to make it to the semi-finals of the World Cup for the third time in a row. But they'll have to do so without star forward Lauren James, who picked up a red card for violent conduct on Nigeria's Michelle Alozi. With fears James could be banned for the rest of the tournament, Jim White and Danny Murphy spoke to Courtney Sweetman-Kirk on just how severe the punishment could be. Courtney, hi to you. How is Sydney today? It is wonderful. It's been wonderful. You join us in the darkness, but got the Opera House behind me and the, the Harbour Bridge to my right. It's not, not a bad setting, is it, really? And you should come one day, Jim. It's beautiful. I'm sure you'd love it. I'd love to. Um, just as you have opened up, you've been speaking to us, uh, Courtney. We can now see you, Danny and I, in studio on the 17th floor of the news building. Uh, we're watching you on YouTube, and you bet the backdrop is nothing short of spectacular. So tell me what's going on now. England know it's Colombia in the quarterfinals. How's that going down? Yeah, they do. I think they realise that they're at the point in the tournament now where there's no easy games. Um, you know, Colombia beat Jamaica very, very well. Um, I don't think Jamaica offer too much going forward, but I think, you know, for me, Colombia, they're going to make it very, very difficult. You know, typical South American side will get the referee involved. And obviously, from what we saw with the Lauren James instance, we know that the England girls now need to, to keep a cool head going into the game. Well, you, you've watched them. You know what they're about. What do England need to be wary of? For me, it's Kai Sado. She's the breakout star, along with Lauren James, to be honest, in, in this tournament. 18 years old. She's a real, real threat um, in wide areas as well, centrally. She can score from range. She's got a bit of everything. But as I say, I think the side, they work really well as a team. They're really hard working. Uh, will Hassel and Harry England, which Nigeria did very, very well and, and made it difficult for England. And, and I'll expect a lot more of the same from Colombia. Um let me put this to you. Well, Courtney, I'll come to you in a second. England's statement comes out. Lauren is really sorry for her actions, which led to her red card. Uh, we will be supporting Lauren throughout. I mean, she made a mistake. Surely nothing more than that. Well, I, I don't think it's as big a deal as some people make out because they went through. It would have been more of a big deal if they'd lost because exactly. she would have been able, you know, they're taking some of the blame. But I don't think England need to come out and say anything. She's come out and apologised, which is the right thing to do. Maybe they're thinking about, I mean, isn't the punishment subjective depending on their, their interpretation of how bad it was? Because That's a good point, Danny, yeah. Maybe they're trying to tick all the boxes and cover all their bases in that respect. I don't, is Courtney still with us? Do, yeah, yes, do she we, is. Do we know yet, Courtney, on the punishment? Has it been given? No, we don't yet. So it, as it stands, it's a one-match ban. It will be reviewed by FIFA earlier in the tournament. 
uh, for another game. I think that took 10 days. It probably won't take that long because obviously they've got the semi-finals to take into account if they do beat Colombia. But as it stands, we, we still don't know what the if that will be upgraded to a three-match ban by FIFA. What's your take on it, Courtney? Do you think they, they, all this need to apologise is a bit over the top? I mean, the girl knows she will learn a harsh lesson. Yeah, it's difficult. It will be harsh for her, but she obviously needs to learn. It's a mistake that she's made. She's apologised, and, and for me, that's good enough. But unfortunately, we know the world we live in with social media um, and things like that and, and some of the stick that, that she's probably likely already got. Um, so I think England are trying to cover all bases there and definitely trying to protect her in that sense just to make sure that, look, she knows she's done wrong, she's apologised, and, and hopefully that's the end of it. At the end of the day, everyone makes mistakes. It's just unfortunate that Lawrence didn't done it at 21 on a world stage with everyone watching okay Courtney that beautiful building behind you are you going to pop in and watch an opera performance before you head back <laughs> here whenever that is if I've got time Jim fingers crossed I think I'd rather be on the beach in the opera house though that's a bit of me <laughs> The Men's Room a talk sport podcast in partnership with Tool Station. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Now hold that please, level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before England get back in action on Saturday, we have two more heavyweight quarterfinal matchups to look forward to. Friday, we'll see Spain take on the Netherlands at 2 a.m. and Japan face Sweden at 8.30 a.m. Both UK times will bring you all the updates from those games live on Talk Sport. Courtney Sweetman-Kirk caught up with Alan Brazil and Gabby Agbonlahor earlier today to give her predictions on which four teams will make it through to the semis. Now, the Nigeria game has put a bit of doubt into people's mind about England's uh, being favourites tag. Uh, Gabby says Nigeria were the better side. Would you agree with that, Courtney? Were they? Yeah, I totally agree. I think they were the, the better side. I think they, uh, they should have had a penalty as well, that challenge from Lucy Bronze. I don't know how that wasn't looked at by VAR. Um, so, but I agree with Gabby as to when it went to penalties. I was really confident, especially being in the stadium, just looking at the body language of both sets of players. England far and away had the better body language. And then knowing that Chloe could, uh, could take us through, score the winning goal. I've sat on the training ground with Chloe many times, practicing penalties. So as soon as Chloe was stepping up, I was very confident that she'd uh, put us through to the quarterfinals. Courtney, you mentioned about the three at the back. Would you change it for the um, Columbia game? Change the formation? I think I would. I'd personally probably go four at the back. I think we struggled with it against Nigeria. They were very good in, in wide areas. And I think Colombia down that left-hand side with 
with Caicedo is definitely one to watch. Or if we do keep the three at the back, we just need to be a bit more pragmatic going forward because they send both the wing backs um, in terms of Rachel Daly and Lucy Bronze. So if we're going to play three at the back, I just think you need to send the, the wing back that's on that side and let the other one tuck in a little bit and just think worst case scenario. So Courtney, later on, we have Clinton Baptiste, a psychic medium from the Phoenix Knights coming up and he's going to tell us who he thinks will uh, win the Premier, who will get relegated, etc. I'm, I'm going to ask him about um, the, the quarterfinals. Can I just go through them, who you think is going to come through here? Because I think there's some great games. Holland, Spain, who do you fancy? Yeah, fantastic yeah? games. I'm going to go Netherlands for that one, Alan. I think yeah. both teams, it'll be a very good game. One to watch, but Netherlands for me. Uh, Japan, Sweden, do you go for Japan? See, it's difficult because Japan, I think, have been one of the best sides in the tournament. Sweden will have a lot of confidence from beating USA, but because of the performances I've seen through the tournament, I'm going to say Japan. And France against Australia. France, the French looked great, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, will the, you know, the home tournament help the Australians? It will definitely have an impact in the game. But for me, France have, have been fantastic. Their last performance was unbelievable. So I'm going to say France on that one. And, of course, England to beat Colombia, yeah? Got to go with the Lionesses. Got yeah. to go with the Lionesses. And it's not just Courtney who's backing the Lionesses on Saturday. After being on standby with the England camp, Aston Villa's Lucy Staniforth told Alan and Gabby that what she's seen in training fills her with hope for England before the quarterfinal. Lucy, a very good day. Good morning, Lucy. Good afternoon, Lucy. Yes, good. Good morning. <laughs> good evening. Are. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, good. It's, it's almost evening time here in Sydney, but good morning to you guys in the studio. So, Lucy, you're ambassador now out there. Where, you've obviously been all over Australia. Where's your favourite? Is it Sydney? Oh, it's so hard to pick. I've been to the Great Barrier Reef, to a place called Lizard Island, been yep. snorkeling with turtles. I've had some of the most insane food in Brisbane and obviously, I don't know if you can see behind me, but there's the Harbour Bridge. I walked up that. I don't even know how I did it. So uh, it's hard to pick. S Sydney's pretty cool, though, I'd have to say. I have to say, I've looked at the Opera House and I've looked at the bridge. I've not been over it, but that, I was sitting in a beautiful restaurant having some great seafood. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have been there today. Um, <laughs> the food was pretty decent. So, Lucy, we, in England, look, it was a bit of a scare. Uh, now it's a quarterfinal. Colombia, I was just reading. Um, England are favourites, I believe, but Colombia, um, I think they've only lost one game uh, of the three in the group, and they've only lost once in the last seven international matches. And, of course, they have Linda Quesada. So this is not going to be easy, is it? No, by, by no means easy. They've also beat Germany in the group stages too, who obviously England played in the Euro final. So... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game, but I also think that it's something that we can we can like get through that game. I I, I do genuinely believe we're we're good enough to get through and and progress through the tournament, but we just need to you know manage the game and make sure that um, they they can't get pull any tricks on us. I guess that's how I'd call it. Lucy, we spoke to Courtney earlier and yesterday, and she she had a problem with the formation England played with the um, three centre halves. Would you change it to a two? Do you know what? I think it worked against China because it was a surprise. No one saw it coming, um, and it, they adapted to that. I think that potentially, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a hard one. I can see what she means by it, but I also think for the actual centre halves on the pitch, it really suits them. Um, you know, covering the channels. I think they do that really well and it complements them. Maybe doesn't get enough bodies up higher up the pitch. Uh, and I can see maybe what she's sort of saying from a, a creativity perspective. Um, 
I, I quite like the three at the back with the wing backs. I think yeah. Rachel Daly, my teammate from Villa, she she's playing there as if she plays there like all season. She's a nine, so it's ridiculous. What wow. I did like though, what I did like Lucy quickly, sorry Alan, is the way England when they went down to ten men extra time, they didn't give up. You know, they dug in, didn't they? They they come together as a team and really got themselves um through to penalties. Oh yeah. I mean I like I don't think I've seen them play like that either because they've not had it smooth, but you know, they've had like yes. games that they're in control of quite a lot. They've had good spells on the ball, whereas that the backs were up against the wall and we proper saw, you know, like someone like Jess Carter's yeah. her first games in a in a major tournament, she was unreal. So I think, you know, games like that can make or break players and, and, and teams and I think we, we really came through it. Some great games in prospect. France, Australia, Japan, Sweden, Netherlands, Spain, some crackers. Uh, Lucy, give us the predictions. Is it going to be tight? 1-0 England? I think it will be tight, yeah. I think um, I'm going to sit with you, yeah, Alan. <laughs> 1-0. I've actually refrained from giving away a scoreline, but you've got one out of me, 1-0. The Lionesses have plenty of support to rely on back home as well. Earlier this week, TalkSport's Bradley Hayden caught up with England and Manchester City's Jess Park on her thoughts on the Nigeria game and how she's recovering from the injury which ruled her out of the tournament. Jess, thanks so much for joining me. First things first, how's everything with you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Uh, Back in pre-season and ready to go. I mean, you mentioned there you're, you're back in training ahead of pre-season. I mean, how's everything with your, with your shoulder injury? Are you ready for the start of the new season? Yeah, it's settled down really well. You know, I'm back into full contact. I feel really confident. Little aches here and there, but completely normal and I'm ready to go. So, yeah. I mean, how much of a blow was it for you, though, to, to miss out on your, your first major tournament and, and the World Cup this summer through injury? Yeah, I was gutted, but obviously it's part of football. You know, we put our bodies on the line and taking you know an injury at that point it, it's devastating but at the same time it does happen and sometimes it can't be controlled so it is what it is I just needed to work hard get back and here I am ready to go and I'm all fit and well so yeah well it seems like you're approaching it with a really good attitude but has it been difficult watching the tournament knowing that you would have been out there and been a part of it and a part of this Lionesses side we were going into the, to the quarterfinals this week had it not been for injury yeah, of course it's it's you know it's hard to watch sometimes, but I I completely support the girls and I've got their back here and we're all behind them and I want them to do as well as they possibly can and I'm so proud of them of how far they've come already. So you know it's just important for me now to support and be there from them from back here. So yeah. You mentioned the support there. What what was sort of support like from Serena and the rest of the squad when when you had to say that I've I've got to unfortunately pull out for for injury. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Like, I couldn't have asked for any more. Like, it was what it was. What happened is what happened. And they all had my back. You know, Serena was absolutely lovely about it. And I wish them all the best and to go and smash it at the World Cup. So, yeah, it was it was absolutely fine. And on Serena, everyone says she's absolutely lovely and great to work with. What What is she like? And what do you think she'll be saying to, to this Lionesses side ahead of the quarterfinal against Colombia this Saturday? Uh, you know, I think she'll have their back. She's, conf- she's you know, confident in the team. Um, she's confident in everybody who's there. And I think, she, you know, she'll bring that calm confidence into their game and push them to go and um, hopefully win it. I mean, have you been in touch with any of the, the squad out in, in Australia and New Zealand? What, what have they been saying to you, if so, about, about the tournament and the atmosphere in camp? To be honest, it's really hard to get in touch with them with the time difference. So I've sent my little good looks and well-dones here and there, but 
they're they're kind of in their bubble doing what they're doing they'll give me a little response back so yeah I've tried to keep in contact but it's pretty hard I mean what what have you made of the team's progress so far in, in the tournament it's been absolutely brilliant you know you've seen them grow in strength and they're working really really hard and they never ever give in and I think that's the massive thing you know they always find a way to win with the penalties you know the other day it was a, a tough one against Nigeria but they got through it and they got through on the penalties and it was absolutely brilliant and we're all so proud of them back here so you mentioned the game against Nigeria there bit of a nervy one there with with Lauren James getting sent off and us having to go through on penalties what what did you make of of that game and and how we managed to to grind it out in the end uh you know I think the girls you know they worked really really hard they stuck to their plan and I think that's that's one thing that you know that the England girls are really good at and I think we're all really really proud of them to keep going and even in such a nervous situation in the penalties they still managed to pull it out of the bag so yeah we're all just really really proud of them. On the penalties as well you would never have known that team were nervous because some of those penalties and the way they took them was was incredible you know such pressure and you know they were lot of, most of them were going into the top corner or, or or completely not giving the goalkeeper any sort of chance I mean in terms of that do you, when you're away with England, do you, do you practice penalties much at all? Because it seemed like they they they've done that so many times before and knew exactly what to do in that situation. I think you know, as a player, we always know it could go down to you know a penalty shootout, and I think it's important individually for each player to have kind of their strategy on what they're going to do. So I think a lot of players have them and implemented them, you know, within the penalty shootout, and you could see how well they took their penalties and. You know, we we needed them to do that and they did and it's absolutely superb. So, yeah, credit I'm, to them. I've got to ask you about Chloe Kelly as well because she scored the winner in the Euros final last year. She scored the, the winning penalty in the finalissima early this year and now the winning penalty against Nigeria to get us through to, to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. I mean, she she surely has nerves of steel, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she must do and she needs to teach me, I think. <laughs> no, she's at absolutely incredible I think you know she works really hard day in day out here at club and she does the same thing when she's away at England and you can just see it from the the you know nerves of steel that she's got to you know step up to that spot and I think it's absolutely incredible and we could all learn a thing or two from her I mean how far do you think this team now can go going into the tournament obviously you've got Colombia in, in the quarterfinals which seems like a bit of a, a bit of a tricky test considering how well they've done so far during the tournament I think, you know, getting anybody at this stage of the tournament would have been difficult. So I think, you know, we've just got to play against what we've got in front of us. And I think I'm very confident in the girls. And I think everybody back here is very confident in the girls. And I think they'll do as proud and they'll work as hard as they possibly can. And that's all we can ask from them. So looking ahead to the season in with City, you're back at the club after a lone spell at Everton last year, which was really fruitful for you. You know, you did really well out there, really impressive performances. I mean, what, what are your aims for with, with City then this season? As, as Gareth Taylor told you, what sort of role you can expect to have in, in this City side this season? I think for me, my aims are just, you know, being in the team more frequently and, you know, helping to win games like scoring, assisting and Obviously, he believes I'm going to be a big part of the team, so that's really confident for me to hear. And I just can't get, I can't wait to get started. To be honest, I mean, how beneficial was that loan for you at Everton last year? Because it seemed like you were really enjoying your your football there last season. Yeah, I definitely was. I think it was really important for me to just go out, get the experience, you know, play week in, week out, you know, be with the highs and the lows and feel everything and just learn different things from different people. And I think it was so important that that happened last season to allow me to 
progressed to this point that I'm in now. Do you feel like you've come back to City as a, as a better player than, than the one you left last summer? Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely have a lot more confidence and a lot more calmness on the pitch. And I've seen, you know, a lot more situations now and I feel more confident in them. So I definitely say I've come back as a different player. I mean, what are the aims for, for City then this season? Obviously, you know, a team that has always been up there in, in recent years. Do you feel like you could maybe close close the gap to the likes of Chelsea and challenge for that for that WSL title this season? Yeah, I think we always aim high, you know, Champions League spot and, you know, hopefully win the league. I think we're always aiming for that. I think that's just a given and I think we've got the team to do it. And as long as we keep working hard, game in, game out, and we keep doing what we do every single day, I think, you know, why can't we get there? I remember speaking to you before and you were telling me about how much you love Sergio Aguero growing up as a City fan. And, you know, obviously City playing at the Etihad again this season against Manchester United. I mean, how keen are you to maybe have your own little Aguero moment in that game and uh, and put your own place in Man City history at the Etihad this season? I mean, I think that's a dream and it would be a dream come true if that was to happen. But... I'm just, I'm here with the girls and I just want the best for the team personally. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, what was it about Sergio Aguero that you that you loved the most growing up? Could we see Jess Park 10 this season at City? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I, it, for me, it was just the way that he took his goals and the movement that he had and how he got on the ball and would always seem to put it in the back of the net. I think I loved that about him and I think it inspired me to want to be a bit more like that in front of goal. I mean, if you were to ever have a phone call with him and you were going to get some sort of advice from him or try and take something from his game, what what is it that you'd look to try and sort of replicate and, and put into your own game? Um, probably how he moves to get free and how, you know, he and then enables himself to be in them positions um, in front of goal. I think that's what I'd ask him about. It's been a pretty incredible year for you, you know, making your England debut in the last year or so as well, having doing so well at Everton on loan. So, so finally, what what would the dream sort of 23-24 season in be for for Jess Park if you had like a a crystal ball? I think for me to keep getting called up with England um, and just play regularly, you know, contributing to goals and assists and I think I'd be really happy with that. Thanks for listening. That's all for today. Our next show is on Friday at 11pm on TalkSport 2, where we'll round up all the action from the first two quarterfinals. You can also catch us on podcast. We'll be released a little bit earlier on Friday for you. The Men's Room, a TalkSport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.